0: Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Last year... Uh, this ministry was able to do over $2 million for projects in Israel. And that's because of you and all of our partners that are watching all over, all over the world. And, and I believe our best is yet to come. Amen. Uh, as we're setting up table, I guess we're ready. Thank you, guys. Would you welcome Sam and Shmulek? Give them a great big from Israel, Jerusalem. Shmulek. I just like saying Shmulek. I like saying Shmulek. You may be seated. God bless. Um, as we're getting ready to, to talk about Karen Hazolt and Bible prophecy and Israel and Russia and Ukraine and Ethiopia, let me tell a quick story. Um, uh, well, first off, before we do that, introduce your, yourselves and, and just say a little bit of what Karen is about.
1: Thank you. So, first of all, good morning, Boker Tov. <laughs> new Beginnings Church, Larry Huck Ministries. I'm so excited to be back here. I was just mentioning to Pastor Larry, before we walked out on behalf of Shmulek and myself, that we feel like we're home. Amen. And when we come and visit here. Amen. We really do, all of you. And for those of you who, who don't know me and, and Shmulek that well, and might be new, both here and, as Pastor Larry said, watching out there from all around the world, I am Sam Grundwerg, and I have the privilege to serve as uh, world chairman of Keren Hayesod for the last four years or so, and Shmulek is our uh, director of Friends of Israel. We're one of the founding national institutions of the state of Israel. We were actually established over 100 years ago in 1920 to serve as the, the, the fundraising organization to help put together the resources necessary for the modern-day state of Israel, but, of course, connecting to our ancestral homeland. Yeah. And really, we're, we're privileged and blessed to be able to partner with you, Pastor Larry, Amen. and with all of you here, New Beginnings Church, in order to fulfill Bible prophecy.
0: You know, and, and that's one of the neat things about working with Karen Hazardt, and it's not just Aliyah. We do uh, Holocaust survivors. We do the bomb, shelters. bomb shelters for the for uh, folks that are in very dangerous situations. This morning was uh, the the Passover meals were.
1: Yeah, this morning. So you saw in the in the video. You saw images from just a few months ago. Um, some of those v- images were from Hanukkah, where the church um, supported. Uh, gift baskets that you saw went to not only elderly but many of them holocaust survivors well we wanted to share with you that just this morning a few hours ago we got pictures on our on our phones Um, there were packages distributed thanks to your generous support to a lot of those same holocaust survivors and elderly for passover we know of course the passover passover is in uh in less than two weeks and uh, thanks to you, just a few hours ago, you put smiles on the faces and in the hearts of so many people.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the neatest things is um, Pastor Scott and I were in Haifa. And we, were, we do a feeding program for the Holocaust survivors in Haifa. And there are several centers there. And we were down at one of the centers. And we were doing a little bit of footage. And this little old lady holocaust survivor with a walker and a basket on it where she's coming to get her meal that she could walk back to her apartment and she goes she looks over and she goes him him and she's pointing at me and I go what she goes I want to hug him I, I want to hug him See, and doesn't she's happen only about to me. that big huh that
1: doesn't happen to me yeah
0: that's right. <laughs> And uh, it was one of the greatest feelings. Uh, you know, who would think, you know, uh, talk a little bit about Bible prophecy of Jews and Gentiles, but who would think here would be Christians, Gentiles, not only from Dallas, from around the world, partnering with the elderly and Holocaust survivors in Israel for Passover? I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I remember when I first started doing this in Portland, the church world pretty much labeled me as a heretic and now all of a sudden it's becoming more and more accepted can you address what you feel prophetically is happening with uh jews returning to israel and christians partnering with them to help that happen
1: absolutely it's it's so inspiring when we not only witness this and we experience it but we we're actively part of it together yeah. And I know we're going to get into all of these issues and the Aliyah, which is one of the, the main projects. And 2022 was, was quite a year. And we'll talk about the numbers and thanks to your generous support. But you're right, Pastor Larry, it goes beyond that. And it's one thing to, to support the, the Aliyah and uh, rescuing Jews, whether it's from Ukraine and Jews that need to leave Russia. But the work that we're partnering on together in witnessing, you know, we're going to be celebrating in next month. 75 years to the independence of the modern state of Israel. Of course, it goes way back. Amen. But you know, 75 years is uh, is a very short period of time in the grand scheme of things. And to to witness Jews and Christians coming together, not only to partner on Aliyah, but thank goodness, the you and Christians have been leading the charge on fighting BDS, fighting anti-Semitism fighting for Israel's rights, and, and, and uh, it's, uh, it's truly being, taking an active part in uh, fulfilling Bible prophecy, and that's why we're, we're so grateful to you and to, and to all of you here and out there in New Beginnings Church and, and Larry Huck Ministries, because the, the, it's, it's been a relationship of several years already, yeah. but I, I feel like in the last couple of years, and especially last year, we've really taken it to a, a, a new level of not just partnership, but, but real um real working together in order to fulfill bible prophecy yeah and and you know one of
0: the amazing things is is that it was for a big part the church that pushed jews out of israel and yet the scripture says that gentiles the church will help bring them back in the last days carrying them their arms and on their shoulders and uh we're we're literally seeing that fulfilled where all of a sudden there's an awakening taking place in the church and it's happening so standing with Israel and, and going back to our Jewish roots uh of the bible is uh is a new thing it's 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 something that hadn't happened for 2000 years but it's happening uh all over the world and it's gaining momentum um Last year, we, we, we commit to um, explain what Aliyah is, and then we'll, we'll talk about Ukraine.
2: Okay. So, Aliyah, it's actually it's a word in Hebrew, and the meaning its going up. And the reason why we use this word is because we see the people that are coming to Israel not as an immigrant. We see them as returning home. And Aliyah, it's they are going up in their spiritual level by returning home. So that's how we treat them, and that's how we welcome them when they come back home.
0: You know, one of the amazing scriptures concerning Jews returning, and this is where, by the way, and I, 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 I've taught this, and I don't want to get too much in it, take too much time, but this is where the replacement theology that the church embraced is, well, we've replaced Israel um God's done with Israel the church has replaced Israel and where that came from was the bible says that the jews would return to the from all over the world matter of fact the return from all over the world to Israel would would make the exodus pale and because when the jews came to Israel from Egypt it was like right across the boom there it's right there but the jews are literally in diaspora all over the world and it's never happened in the history of any country in the world no government no language no people all over the world and yet they would become once again a nation and so the church went to started questioning leaders and saying if here's this prophecy that it would happen which happened in 1948 here's this prophecy that would happen it hasn't happened and so they did well they're not really returning to the nation and so we made up stuff the church is good at making up stuff and so this is where it 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 came from but in 1948 impossible odds israel became Uh, a nation again, and America was the first, I believe, wasn't it, to call,
1: the president to call? To recognize, and you're right. You know that in 1948, when the modern state of Israel was established, only 5% of the world's Jews lived in Israel at the time. 5%. 5% of the Jewish population in the world lived in Israel at the time. Fast forward to today, and thanks in large part to the support and work that we're doing together with our Christian friends, like we're doing right here with all of you, Today, 43% of the Jews in the world live in Israel. Wow. It's actually the largest Jewish community in the world. Wow. So we really are witnessing this Bible prophecy. 43%.
0: I I think it was Rabbi Lau when we had the privilege of meeting with Rabbi Lau in in Israel, which was one of the the highlights of my life. And uh, uh, I think it was Rabbi Lau that said that Bible prophecies begin to accelerate when there's more jews in israel than there is outside of israel and at 43 percent we're getting pretty close to that which brings up um ukraine and russia uh tell everybody what happened uh when russia invaded ukraine are we allowed to talk about that sure okay yeah
1: we can And by the way just if i can before we delve into all of that Uh, I do want to mention on a personal level, both on behalf of Shmulek and myself, and you mentioned Pastor Tiz before we came on stage. We continue to pray with all of you and for Pastor Tiz. We're in close touch, as you know, directly with her and the family, and we are so inspired by her courage, by her message. And uh, I know that all of us together, Christians and Jews, praying together for, for her continued recovery and good health, and uh, we love you, Pastor Tis. Amen. Amen. So, just a little over a year ago, February 24th, 2022, the war broke out between Russia and Ukraine, and, uh, you know, if if you would have, and we we talk about, we get together and talk about what we're going to do together, planning our our partnerships for the year, and planning for Aliyah, and we probably did speak about it in January, we had no idea that that was coming. So... Uh, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, there are a lot of ways to say this in different language, but they say, man proposes and God disposes. That's right. One of the ways, you know, we, we have, in, it, it says, <laughs> which is basically another way of saying yeah. man proposes and God disposes. So we very quickly, uh, together with our partners, the Jewish Agency for Israel, with the Israeli government the ministry of Aliyah, and you've met with uh, various ministers of Aliyah who are our partners, we had to very quickly mobilize. And um, the, we ran, we, we raised uh, emergency campaigns and funds from all around the world, from uh, our Christian friends as well as the Jewish communities around the world. And we quickly mobilized on the ground to uh, fund rescue operations to bring out as many um, First of all, people, but of course, uh, in terms of Israel, as many Jews that uh, that needed to or wanted to come uh, to Israel. And just to give you an idea of numbers, Pastor Larry, in 2020, and all of you, in 2022, a total of 75,000 olim, new immigrants, came to Israel. Now, that number, just to put into perspective, the year before 2021 was 28,000. So we're right. talking about almost tripling the number. And that was the number for a very long time. Year uh, uh, annual numbers worldwide, about 25 to 30,000. So last year, we had 75,000. Wow. And it is a hallelujah. And thanks to your support. Now, about 15,000 of them came from Ukraine. Not as many as we initially anticipated. We hoped that more would come. But to this day, as you know, the war is still ongoing. And And the men couldn't leave, right? We met that plane and it was all women and children. Women, children, and some elderly. To this day, still, the law in Ukraine is if you're a man between the ages of 18 and 60, with very few exceptions, you can't leave the country because you're considered fighting age. And so a lot, of, um, uh, a lot of the families had, those that did come, they had to, to separate. And for that reason, I say only 15,000 came. There are still those that are, that are still coming on a monthly basis. But what we saw at the same time was from Russia, because there was, you know, there's a larger Jewish community in Russia mm. uh, before the war and today than, the, than there is in Ukraine. And there was a lot of, of course, concern and uh, anxiety that uh, especially the younger folks in the Jewish community would be called up to to serve and and all of the the uncertainty and instability and so 45,000 Russian Jews came to Israel as Olim yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 thanks to your generous help and support and and Shmule can give you a little bit of an idea of what the process is for a typical Oled new immigrant when they come what happens with them. But I just want you to know uh, looking Ahead now we're sitting here in March, towards the end of March 2023, there are still about 5,000 Olim, 5,000 new immigrants coming to Israel every month from Russia. From Russia, 5,000, yeah, from Russia.
0: And can I ask if this, if it's okay to ask, uh, how does the uh, leadership of Russia address this? Are they okay?
1: So it's a sensitive issue. Right. It is a sensitive issue because, um, of course. I don't think that the leadership there would like to see uh, a mass exodus, um, A, because there is an appreciation for the Jewish community. I, and I do want to say, because it's true and it's, you have to give credit where it's due, under the current leadership there in Russia, the Jewish community has been treated well right. in terms of keeping anti-Semitism almost to, uh, to being non-existent. But so, so there is sensitivity about that, and it has to be done, when I say it, the, the uh, facilitating, supporting, and bringing Jews from Russia to Israel has to be done in a sensitive way, not, uh, not in any kind of a, of a mass exodus. The, the skies and the gates are open. We're not in a situation of, you know, 1980s and 1970s where there was an iron curtain, but there, of course, is and was concern that uh, there's uncertainty right. and we don't know uh, or there was a feeling that one doesn't necessarily know how long those, right. those gates will be open. But as it stands right now, um, I mean, it's very expensive. Flights also everywhere in the world. The, resor- the financial resources necessary have just, you know, um, grown and grown. But the, the, the skies are open, the gates are open, and, and we're, we're bringing uh, several thousand a month several thousand a month and not only that but ethiopia
0: and other places which we just helped bring a plane in from ethiopia
1: yeah you want and to
0: mention so, about- something i'd like you to address uh and we were talking about that back in the back with my guys who are my life group um bringing bringing jews to israel is not like our open borders where we just drop them off in some city somewhere And so we try when we're raising funds on television or here in the church, we try to make it as simple as we can, but it's more than just flying them into the nation. What happens to these husbands, these wives, these children, once they get in the nation?
2: Okay. So first of all, it's important for me to take the opportunity in this form and to thank you and the new beginning church for all your support. You know, you talk about Russia and Ukraine. I I still have it fresh in my memory me and Sam having a zoom with you yeah. and talking with you about the the war that's began we didn't we didn't expect it to happen even the Ukrainian you know up until night before they went to walk went to the pubs they, they didn't thought that it will happen but when we spoke to you it wasn't even a doubt for you for one moment that you will do the best and you will even double your support in order to help us to bring all those Jewish people to Israel, so that's not—we don't take it
0: for granted. I can remember when when these guys zoomed us, and it was Saturday evening. Uh, Shabbat had ended in Israel, and 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 uh, you know, usually Saturday I try to get to bed early because at church. And Tiz and I were up probably two or three in the morning and saying, we've got to respond somehow. This is unexpected. You know, we had, we had pledged a million dollars to Israel for, uh, for that year, the Lord providing. And we said, we've got to do something. And so we came here to you all and all of you watching and boom, immediately people started responding. So, so we, thank God. In Karen, I saw in Israel, we don't take
2: something like that as for granted. We appreciate this very much. About the Aliyah. The Aliyah is divided, you can say, to two parts. One is the Aliyah, you know, helping with the ticket and the preparation for Aliyah. But the most challenging part is actually the absorption. We need to do our job very, very good so they will they will stay in Israel and they will it will be easy for them to succeed to absorb into the life. So what we do, we have buildings, big building all across the country. And today to make Aliyah you don't need to have even one dollar in your pocket. We will pay for your ticket. And in a minute that you land, you will have a private taxi picking you up and bringing you into the absorption center. Over there, we will provide a house, a food, for the next two or even sometimes three years. Depends on the country where they come from. And we'll help you find a job. We'll teach you the language. This is how we do it, and that's why Going back to the first question, that's why it's not an immigration. We do it out of love because we see them as our brothers and sisters that's coming back home.
0: Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we've been, we've been to some of these centers where they come in with their families and they're so well taken care of, they're so well loved, they're so well uh, uh, guided towards their, their destiny. It's absolutely amazing. But how do you how do you all of a sudden go from 25,000 to 75,000? How do you find? I mean, you can't just overnight build another center. Um, How do you? What did you do? I know the answer, but they don't know the answer. Uh,
2: No, it's it's a very good question. I'll tell you first of all. First of all, it's really, uh, I know I'm not objective, but I have so much pride in the state of Israel. and Absolutely. Because when it comes to Aliyah, you know, there isn't a certain number that the government is giving us and saying that's what you can bring this year. There is no limit. And if one million Jews want to return home, I mean it. The gates are open yeah. and we will let everyone come. So we knew that people are escaping from a war and a lot are coming at the same time. And the absorption center cannot have all of them at the same time. So what we did, we took hotel, used hostel. We even used army facilities yeah. in order to absorb all of them. And the people are very happy. So not always it's so uh, convenience for them, but the people are very happy. They escape from the war. They feel safe. They feel proud. So yeah, that's how we
0: do it.
1: Amen. And I would add... You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier also, as Shmulek said, we the Israelis and the Jewish people have bad experience with quotas and numbers because I, 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 we are asked that question all the time. You know, what's the limit of, of Olim that we'll be willing to take? And the answer is there will never be a limit. Yes, there are challenges. I'm not trying to make right. it sound like it's easy, yeah. but we will do whatever. We're a creative people, thank God, and we have great friends like all of you because, as you know, before the holocaust there when there was the british mandate in then palestine pre-israel there they were, were given us numbers and quotas and what they call the white papers and they said right. you can have x couple thousand and you mentioned when we were back there about the saint louis and different ships that were there were ships with jews that had had escaped europe and made it to the shores of then palestine just to be turned back and ended up back in 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 the ovens of the of the of the crematories and the concentration camp yeah. so today th- that we have a sovereign country back in our ancestral homeland we will we will never have to deal with uh that type of situation thank god and we will not accept quotas or limits
0: yeah and and just to explain that a little bit um we were talking in the back and i just watched the documentary on the us and the holocaust and it was amazing Uh, i knew it to a little degree but i was amazed at the 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 amount of anti-semitism that was in america when Hitler was rising to power, and Jews were trying to escape. There was an example you said, the, the ship St. Louis, and went to Canada, went to America, went to Cuba. Everybody turned them away, and I think every, almost every one of those ended up in the death camps, and, and because they wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't let them in. They, they wouldn't let them in. What is the situation today in the world concerning anti-semitism I, I, the reason i bring it up is um josh reinstein i was with him in miami we we did the banquet down there with uh governor um desantis and josh was somewhere in europe and he was going walking in uh, around the corner into a synagogue on friday night and a policeman says uh hey 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 and josh said no i have my my um, i have my keep on he goes no no take it off till you get to the door and so he said they they, it was dangerous we're we're talking about 2022 2023 it was dangerous to be seen as a Jew where are we surely we're past anti-Semitism.
1: surely (laughs) surely so first I want to say about the 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 whole idea of uh, of the ships being turned away you know for us uh, and for me it's very personal my family on my mother's side is from Germany, and I know Shmulek's family from, from Hungary before that. I mean, if we go back to, to, uh, to our ancestral homeland, but in recent, in recent generations. And my great-grandparents didn't have a place to go and ended up staying in Germany and were, were, were later shipped out on a train to, to Poland and, and were murdered. And to this day, we don't even know where or, mm. or, or exactly when that happened. My grandfather was fortunate enough. He was, he was younger, and he and his siblings they did escape. And um, you know, like you hear so many different stories. One went to, to Canada, and one went to Israel, uh, one went to Europe, and one went to the U.S., which is how I ended up getting born in the U.S. But I found my way back to Israel. But um, the the fact is that it's very personal because yeah. if uh, if my great grandparents would have had a place to go to, and there would have been in Israel then uh they wouldn't have been murdered but when you ask about what's the state of affairs anti-semitism today uh i would love to tell you that surely we're past it but unfortunately i could tell you the the adl the anti-defamation league just came out with a, a survey i think in recent weeks saying that the situation especially in the u.s is uh is worse than it's been in several decades Several in the families, U.S. In the U.S. And you talk about Europe, you know, we also uh, travel around the world quite a bit with a yarmulke on my head, with a kippa on my head. And there are definitely places where, uh, especially in Europe, as you mentioned, where I uh, feel much, uh, I don't feel very safe. Uh, and it's ironic because, I, actually, I just got a message, spoke to somebody on the way over here today. You go to Dubai today. Yeah. United Arab yeah. Emirates. And I know we had Ron Dermer last time we visited here who was... Uh, formerly our ambassador to the United States and today is a minister in the government um, who worked personally on the, the Abraham Accords, you can, you can go through the airport or through the city in Dubai in with a yarmulke and feel very safe and secure. But to do the same, say, in Paris or in some other capitals in, uh, in Europe, uh, and not to mention in some places in the United States, uh, the, the, the situation is not good, which is exactly what takes us all back to the beginning of our our conversation here, that we're so grateful also to all of you and our Christian friends because you are standing with us shoulder to shoulder, leading the way and leading the fight, not just to support Israel, but to fight against anti-Semitism. And that's why it's so important. Amen. Do you know the story? And I'm probably. I hope I'm not
0: throwing you a, uh, a curveball. Do you know the story of uh, the 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 old lady in France? In I think it was in Paris. Do you know oh, that the story? The balcony. Yeah. 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 It was
1: a terrible hate crime, anti-Semitism. I think she was yeah. a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. She a Holocaust survivor. She was murdered by her neighbor, I believe. Yeah. Just just tell me. There are unfortunately many examples. And not much done this. about it. No, not much done about it. Yeah. I think if I have it, my facts straight, I think that they. Refused to recognize that as a hate crime, right?
0: And so even though he was yelling Right, he was yeah. yelling
1: anti-semitic uh, Statements and it was clearly talking about a, a Holocaust survivor uh, but unfortunately the, 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 the State of affairs for anti-semitism in the world today and specifically in the United States is is not good But that just again goes to why our relationship and our partnership is so important the the, the Jews and Christians working together to fight all of that, you know, and, 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 we can, we can be effective. We have been, and we yeah. will continue to be. You,
0: you mentioned a little bit, uh, the BDS, uh, bill, uh, explain that guys, uh, Judea Samaria, the, the, the media calls it the West bank explain a little bit on what that is.
1: So BDS stands for uh, boycott divesture and sanction. It's been a movement, uh, really, uh, more in the last 25 years or so the truth is it goes back we were also talking goes back actually to the 70s the idea where in the united nations they passed a a resolution uh, the united nations which has never been a great friend or talk about fairness with respect to israel and they passed a resolution saying that zionism equals racism it really goes back to that so this whole movement to try and tarnish the image of israel as if uh, it is, uh, it, it is, is somehow racist and, and this whole boycott, uh, and you mentioned about Judea and Samaria, without getting too technical and difficult, but in, in 1967 there was a preemptive defensive war that Israel had to defend itself in which it uh, retook. Israel was attacked. Israel, well, Israel was about to be attacked. Right. Uh, and they, uh, unlike what, 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 what they didn't do just six years later in the Yom Kippur War when they should have done a preemptive attack. And unfortunately, thousands of uh, Jewish Israeli lives were were lost. In 1967, we did preempt, uh, but it was was a certain attack that was coming against us from several armies of our neighbors. And we regained and retook uh, certain uh, territories that were previously not held by any kind of uh, Palestinian uh nation that didn't exist at the time it was actually parts of it in in judea were were actually held by jordan parts of it were held by egypt down in gaza but were actually relinquished by them and so that's where you get into this whole judean samaria but the truth is that's all kind of a distraction world now calls the west bank the world calls the west bank we call it judean samaria but the truth is, the even, Bible calls it Judea and Samaria, Judea, which, you know, Judea, the, yeah. the, the whole, the word, the idea of Jews is from Judea. I live in Judea when I, I'm blessed and privileged when I get up, yeah. you've been to my home, yeah. Pastor Tiz, for Shabbat dinner. You go outside and you look, you see the Judean hills, you see Bethlehem, you see Jerusalem in the distance. That's what the word, uh, Jews come from Judea, from, from that area. And um, but the truth is, that distinction uh, was even less important. The, the whole movement and attempt to tarnish Israel's image and boycott is really one that um, singles out and has a double standard for Israel. And, and that's really the true test to anything. If you want to see if, uh, uh, if an organization or if a country is, uh, is acting against Israel out of anti-Semitic, motivations you look and see if they're if they're singling out and applying a double standard right to israel because what really what we're seeing and we talked about this uh, last time i think when when ambassador dermer now minister dermer was here is that it's the same old anti-semitism it's just in a new form That's because right. now there's a state of israel right and israel's kind of become the world's jew uh as ron had put it and uh, and, and 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 that's how it's it's being channeled against Israel, but it's really the same anti-Semitism. Same thing. It's the same thing. We have to stand up. It, to against. be to be anti-Israel is the same thing
0: as being anti uh, an anti-Semite. It, it, it's the it's the same thing, only they're packaging it a little bit different so that the world will swallow it and so the bds movement which by the way our governor stood firm against it and said texas will not will not boycott you 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 made a statement that it goes all the way back to the 70s when the un tried to do that but it actually goes further what what they're saying is is that don't buy israeli products D- don't buy don't buy anything from israel and that goes all the way back in my opinion the crystal knock when hitler made every jewish shop or business put a star of david on there and then they went through and broke all the glass and it's the it's the same thing only they're repackaging it a little bit different and it's up to us to make a stand and be vocal about it and say we'll not allow this to happen not again
2: but I, th- I think pastor larry uh, you are a great example for someone who are standing against anti-semitism and you know We are talking about it, and I am so excited that just in a couple of weeks from now, together with you, we're going to march together from Auschwitz to Birkenau.
0: Yeah, explain that a little bit, the March of the Living.
2: So the March of the Living, it's a huge march that takes place during the day of the memorial for for the Holocaust. And there are thousands of Jews and non-Jews that are coming to participate in this march in order in order to stand together, united, Jews and non-Jews, and say, never again. Never, never again. again. Yeah. So, in a couple of weeks from now, uh, I will be there together with Pastor Larry, marching on the same, we call it March of the Living, but actually it was... the the death march right we're gonna go on the train rail on the same place where they took thousands of Jews for death and we're gonna be there and we're gonna march for the living
0: yes amen amen and a great honor I we're gonna be with rabbi Lau
1: that's right you'll be marching together with rabbi Israel mayor Lau who was formerly the chief rabbi of the state of Israel and then later the, the the chief rabbi in Tel Aviv and we had the the privilege of being together awesome. in his home, awesome. which was supposed to be, I think, a 15-minute yeah. meeting. We spent yeah. about two hours with him, yeah, because uh, and I, and I think it's because we left. I think he he wanted to keep going, yeah. And Rabbi Lau is probably the most I would say today the, the the probably you know the best known Holocaust survivor in the world. He was, I believe, six years old when he was liberated from Buchenwald, which yeah. was one of the the camps. And he was—he's from a long line. I think he's the 27th or 28th in line of rabbis. Yeah. And uh, that line was not broken, despite what happened with with the Holocaust. And he's just an amazing person, uh, speaker, storyteller. And to be able to be there and March with him is going to be an unbelievable experience.
0: Yeah, and to see that to see that wall between Jews and Gentiles coming down is something also that's very prophetic. And and uh, uh, we, we went, we were in Israel. I can't remember why we were in Israel for this time. And, and Sam and Shmulek said, what do you want to do? You want to go talk, meet the prime minister? You want to go meet the president? And I said, yeah, I'd love to, meet, to say hi to them. But I'd rather meet with rabbi Lau, uh, cause I read his biography and we, are, I don't know if we have it in the, in our bookstore. If we don't, we ought to, you ought to read it. It's like, a, this, a novel that can't be true. Uh, about from his family. His father was chief rabbi. Uh, in one of the towns in Poland. In Poland. And the the whole story, and he was a little boy and uh, very small for his age, and it's an, it's just an amazing, I mean, you, you can't put the book down. And you I want can't. to tell you
1: something about your Pastor Larry, which is a great story. He came to the meeting, and he very much, because we had given Pastor Larry probably, I don't know, a year and a half or so before we gave him as a gift this book uh, of of Rabbi Lau, and uh, and Pastor Larry said he wanted to bring his copy of the book to have uh, the rabbi write an inscription, but he felt embarrassed because he had gone through and studied the book and and you know annotated and put in the the tabs and marked. It looked like you know the book had been through the, the washing machine, <laughs> or I should say in Pastor, the washing machine, washing machine. That's right. Um, St. Louis, South St. Louis. I hope Louis. that's okay, Pastor Larry. <laughs> no, that's fine. And, and, um, but, and, and, and here again, Pastor Tiz, uh, in her infinite wisdom, she, she said, uh, she, she said, no, don't be embarrassed. He'll appreciate when he sees that the book doesn't look like a crisp new book, but how much you've poured over it. And that was exactly the case. Pastor Larry came in with this book with all of the, the tabs and, and all the pages, you know, looking anything but new the washing machine <laughs> and and it, it really blew Rabbi Lao away and yeah. it, it really showed how much uh, how much the book meant to you. So I, w- I would definitely recommend that it was, it was it, it's an amazing experience.
0: book. It's an amazing book and and uh, when I asked, uh, you know, of course, this is an orthodox rabbi and the, the, the gap between Jews and Gentiles guys has been huge. You know you look at uh the spanish inquisition where how many jews were killed during the spanish inquisition thousands and thousands and tortured and burned alive yeah. that was the church that did that and then you look the, from the spanish inquisition to the, the portugal inquisition and the same thing happened again and all the pogroms and the persecution and the crusades uh, kill a jew and you save your soul and so the church has been the enemy uh and the i hate to admit it but the church has been the cause of such a huge portion of anti-semitism in blaming the jews for killing jesus and of course you all know that it wasn't the jews it was rome and and uh and uh so when i asked them you know they, well we'll do our best and so it was going to be i remember it was going to be a 10-minute meeting and we ended up talking torah we ended up talking you know everything and and it turned into two hours and that's when rabbi Lau said next time you come you come for shabbat and uh, let's uh, let's if my health is good let's do the march of the living and together which was there there is just a brilliant man brilliant brilliant scholar and uh, i would rather meet a scholar than a a politician any day and so
1: (laughs) and and then when you started to tell uh, Rabbi Lau the names of your children and grandchildren yeah. and the Hebrew names, yeah. he, he literally, he, his eyes opened wide and he called to his wife who was in the other room. There we are in his living room. And uh, he called to his wife to come in so that Pastor, and had Pastor Lau repeat all of those names. Yeah. And he was blown away.
0: Yeah, it was it, was an, it was an amazing time. And... Um, you all know Josh Reinstein. So, of course, Sam and Shmulek are great friends with Josh Reinstein, the head of the Israeli Ally Foundation, and I have the privilege of being on the executive board of that. And he, Rabbi had told Josh, I, I think you guys probably know this, Rabbi had told Josh uh, a couple years ago, wo- Jews working with Christians will never work. It, it, will, it will never work. And he called Josh right after that meeting and said, this is going to work this is gonna work and and that's because of that meeting and understanding and so it was it was uh, it was an amazing amazing time um what's the let, let me this this is probably not a good I, I I'm always going of cuz you know before we were on worldwide we could say anything and just stayed in the room but now I have to you know I have to whenever I travel the last thing Tiz always says to me is I love you behave yourself <laughs> And uh, so I'm trying to behave myself. What's the reason? I, I, I'm sad. I'm very sad to hear that America anti-Semitism is growing. Why, why do you? And, and don't give me the political correct answer. Give me, the, give me what you really think. Of why it's growing? Why in America is, or the world, but why is it growing in, in this modern day and age?
1: I'll tell you, I don't think you can really explain away anti-Semitism or hate. Unfortunately, it's always been there when we were last together here a few months ago and we had uh, ron durmer here he was talking about and i think that that's really the answer is that unfortunately what we're experiencing now is kind of the norm you know after the the holocaust was such a blinding event with 6 million jews murdered you know the total population of jews in the world at the time was 18 million and imagine a third uh, 6 million were killed yeah. there were 12 million after the Holocaust. Yeah. And it's such a blinding event that it caused kind of, a, it, it was for 50 years or so after the Holocaust, it was kind of politically incorrect to be anti-Semitic and to hate at, at least in certain parts of the world. And so now we're almost 80 years after the Holocaust. And unfortunately what we're experiencing is uh, kind of going back to, to the old normal. And so I, I, I'm not really one for big on, you know, explaining it away. Actually, it was Rabbi Lau. I remember I had the privilege of, uh, of attending what you're going to attend in, in a few weeks, the March of the Living. I think it was 2019, right before COVID. And Rabbi Lau spoke. And he kind of also said, you know, you can't explain it. Because you talk about, if you look at the Jews in Europe, take Poland uh, and take Germany, right? Two of the places right before the war. There were different kind of if you call it models or so there were the, the jews mostly in poland who were the the ultra orthodox who were polarized and lived in their own kind of separate ghettos and they had their their different way of dressing and eating and speaking and they were separate and so in that case they were hated because they were different they were different yeah but then you had in germany you had uh, the enlightened jews who uh who actually thought and Herzl wasn't very different Who thought that if we only uh, actually before he came to the conclusion that we needed our own state there were those that thought that if we just integrated right and we just assimilated and they did and they did that in germany that they would be okay but that also didn't work because there we were hated because we were mixing in so i think the attempt to try to rationalize and try to understand it um it it doesn't really get us anywhere i'm not saying that your question is it's a good question we need to look at why anti-semitism is growing and we need to uh, we need to address it, we need to track it, and we need to work together to to stand up and speak out against it. But um, trying to, to explain it away, I, 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 unfortunately, I think that, uh, that that's just the reality.
2: But I, I want to add to this that I think that maybe we should be more focused on why antisemitism is still here and why is it happening, because it's really so hard to explain it. We should be focused about... What is the responsibility of Israel being a light for the nation? And then when we talk about, we see the Abraham Accord, when we see the Israel innovation, bringing uh, smart technology and sharing, sharing it with all the world, this is the message that we need to bring to the world. That We are not here to attack anyone. We are not here to steal anything from anyone. We are here to bring a blessing. That's something that we should in encourage something that the media doesn't want yeah. to promote. Amen. That's what we need to talk about. You,
0: you know, I had a meeting with a guy and, and Pastor Scott's up in the uh, TV booth so uh, he would remember. But I met with a man in New York and he was with some newspaper with Israel. I can't remember. And he, he said something to me. He said, he said Israel is the worst PR department there is. And he said, if you and they did a survey and they went to people on the streets and said, uh, uh, Rome, what would you see? And they would describe Rome and, uh, New York, what would you see? And they would describe New York, uh, Paris, what would you see? When they got to Israel, they said Israel and it it just random, they didn't realize, you know, they were doing this for Israeli newspaper and they said uh men with black beards and black coats and everything blowing up but some of you will be going to israel uh, for the first time you're going to see 75 years 75 that's all it is is 75 years old and you're going to see massive cities you're going to see centers of technology centers of science centers of i mean it's just what israel has done what the jewish people have done in israel what god has done with israel in 75 years is in it's unbelievable it's a wrong word to use in church it's unbelievable but uh what israel you know when when god said i will bless those who bless you he also said and all the world would be blessed and gosh we're seeing that multiplied that you know uh how many i don't know if you've ever used wave on your phone to find out traffic and stuff israel right and the technology that w- we take for granted so much comes from the nation of israel in 75 years 75 years but if i could address the the what I, why i believe anti-semitism and on the rise is i believe it's the same reason why we see anti-christianity on the rise I, I, you know, I, I have the greatest job in the world. I get to pray and meet people and study. And I also st- done, did years ago, a study on Hitler. You know, um, why would this man breed such hatred? And I found one speech that Hitler did, and he said, as long as there's one Jew left on the earth, there will be the presence of God. And so I really believe anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism is anti-God because Israel, the Jews are the ap- the chosen people. They are the apple of God's eye. And, and I know, people, oh, we don't want to be the chosen people. Well, I'm sorry. God said it. You can't change it. And I really believe that anti-Semitism is anti-God, and if we don't stand up for Israel, eventually it's you know it's the, that great saying that's in Yad Vashem, and I've got it on my on my office. Uh, the pastor said, when they came for the communists, I said nothing. I wasn't a communist. When they came for the the whatever, I went, When they came to Israel, went, and finally they came for me, and there was nobody to say anything. And so I really believe anti-Semitism, the basis of that is an anti-God spirit. And boy, if we don't squelch that and stand up, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we got to understand they're the root. We're the branch, as Paul said. And, uh, and if, we, you know, there are more of us than there are of them. We just need to be louder than we've been.
1: Amen. So. You are, you are hundred percent right, Pastor Larry. And that's why we are so grateful for the partnership. And that's why it's so important, the work that we do together, because it's, it's truly fulfilling Bible prophecy, you know, it's like the the prophecy with Ezekiel and in the in the, in the dry bones, and these are, and then returning. When we talk about, we were in Ethiopia last month, and uh, the descendants of the tribe of, of Dan, and returning thousands of Olim, yeah. whether it's from Ethiopia, whether it's from Ukraine, Russia, other places in the world, and your partnership and support in doing all of that and strengthening Israeli society, with the packages to the elderly and the Holocaust survivors and bringing bomb shelters for the families in the South, you are actively taking a part in, in fulfilling that vision and in, in bringing the blessing to Israel and bringing the blessing upon yourselves.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it. And, you know, like we said, the avos or the avot of all blessings is, is Genesis 12.3. Where Almighty God says, Almighty God says, I will bless those. Yes, we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem, absolutely, but I will bless those who bless you. And he's talking about Israel. And we we have no doubt, one thousand percent, we and I and I vowed to share this until the Messiah comes, and that Lion hasn't is a, alive today, tis is alive today because god put in our hearts 30 years ago to start standing with the nation of of israel and the jewish people little did i realize where this would would lead us to to this day but i I believe this is the key to the 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 blessing of god in these end times to defeat the enemy that's out there trying to trying to get rid of god from our schools and from our governments and from uh, from um, our world and standing with israel is, uh, is releasing the blessing and the power of God onto, onto all of our lives. Amen. Question, we've got about 10
1: minutes. Question, what's next? So, what, what, do we need to, we, what do we need to do? So I mentioned earlier, and you asked me about uh, what's going on. The war in, in Russia and Ukraine is still going on. I mean, The war's not in Russia, it's in Ukraine, but that war is still ongoing. There are still uh, Jews from Ukraine who need to come to Israel, but we talked about Russia the huge Jewish community the numbers are 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 very large and the demand we talked about about 5000 coming per month so this number that i mentioned wow. 75000 last year worldwide coming to israel in 2022 the the numbers are continuing the the needs are really high you mentioned about you know how does israel do it and we talked about that there'll never be quotas or limits again so yes if we need to Build new absorption centers. We're going to build new absorption centers. If we need to fund more planes, just like you and your delegation next month are going to greet. You saw the, yeah. the images of the video. You're going to have the incredible blessing of greeting on the tarmac. We've done it together before. But uh, you're going to greet a, a, a plane full of new immigrants coming from Ethiopia. There are still uh, those that need to come. Whether How many it's, are still in Ethiopia? That, so you- there, there are still a few thousand uh it's uh we were there we got to witness ourselves to really walk in the footsteps and see how the jewish communities lived there uh, throughout the years and the the decades okay uh, uh, explain how people could be
0: and and i was supposed to be there but i had knee surgery so i couldn't go but you're talking about i mean they may be mud huts but you're talking about synagogues you're talking about their, 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 uh, keeping Shabbat there, you know, how did Jews end up? We, I know, but how did Jews end up in Ethiopia?
1: It's such a, well, there are a few different, uh, theories about right. how, you know, it goes back to King Solomon and Queen Sheba, which is mentioned. Uh, and, uh, after the destruction of, uh, of, of the temple from the lost tribe of Dan part, going over there to Ethiopia and, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Shmulek and I were together. We, you talk about what a miracle it is to see it today that it may not be 100% the way that Shmulek and I practice our Judaism, but the fact that there's so much more in yeah. common than is different. We went into their synagogue today with the prayer books, and it's the same words, and it's the same prayer shawls, and the same tefillin. And we were there in the synagogues. And we also visited in uh, in some of the, I mean, to even call it homes is a real stretch. We visited families that were waiting. And they, they're going to be in Israel if they're not there already in time for Passover. I'm talking about a tiny little mud floor hut family. There was one family, it was a smaller family of four. There was another family, I think of eight. And it's just unbelievable to, Again, if I could use that word in church, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. To uh now, I'm going to be conscious of that. Yeah, look at there. Yeah, that that was on the trip. Were Those the Ethiopians. Yeah, but I, I want to add one thing that
2: it, it was it was shocking for me to see in Ethiopia. You know, the Jews when they arrived to Ethiopia and they wanted to keep their Jewish identity and not to assimilate, they chose not to stay in the capital where it was better physical condition. They choose to move to Gondar, far away, to the periphery, and not only there, to go into the villages, being completely isolated, living under a poverty. But they knew that by staying together, no one will harm them, and they will be able to keep their Jewish identity. And for years and years, they dream and pass it from one generation to the others. One day, the eagle, which is the plane today, will come and will take us back home.
1: An eagle. An eagle. Wow. A metal, A metal eagle. Wow. It's nothing short of a miracle to see how they've maintained their, their Jewish identities and Jewish roots despite the, the extreme adversity. So we, we have great challenges ahead, and those are the only yeah. the ones that we know about. Who knows what, what the Lord has in store for us that we don't know about, but I'm still optimistic that even with the challenges that we can't foresee, that uh, together, thankfully, because we have such great partners and friends like you and all of you here that just like we did last year, that we'll be able to uh, to step up to the plate, so to speak, and, and, and do what we need to do to help fulfill Bible prophecy. You know, one of the one of
0: the most shocking things uh, to me is we we met we've met several planes from Ethiopia that you guys uh, sponsored. Uh, we met that plane when they were first started coming in from Ukraine. And one of the things that was the most shocking was the folks coming off the plane in Ukraine were in shock. Yeah, they just had been attacked. They, I mean, in, in a moment, their world was turned upside down. Like we said, almost all women and children, a few old men, because the, their, their husbands and their dads had to stay behind. And so they got off and were shocked. And, and yet you could see how grateful they were to be saved. And we heard so many people say that when people were fleeing Ukraine, um, they were lost. But when the Jewish people saw the tents that Karen Hazot were put up, and the nation of Israel was putting up, they, they had a place. Everybody else was just like roll of the dice, but they had a place to go. But you flip that over to the Olim coming in from uh, Ethiopia, and they're they're crying with joy. They're getting off the, and kissing the tarmac, and because they've been waiting, they've been praying. This isn't isn't this right? They've been praying, and it just it just moves me to think that when you say yes, when we say yes, we're literally an answer to someone's prayer. I mean that's. You, 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 you can't get any, any higher
1: blessing than being the answer to somebody's prayer. It's exactly like you said. It's flipping it on its head. When you talk about Ukraine, you know, 80 years ago, if you were a Jew in Ukraine, it meant almost certain death. But in 2022, if you are a Ukrainian, you wanted to wish and hope and pray that you had a connection to, 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 to Israel and being Jewish because the one and only Jewish state was there Waiting at the border as we were working together to actively be there and save you. And in terms of Ethiopia, I think this was also mentioned last time we were here. Israel is the only country in the world that brought blacks from Africa in order to be free. Yeah. To the to, yeah. To, to, Wow. That's because they're our brothers and sisters. That's to bring them point. home. And Pastor Lair, we have uh, we have a little surprise for you. Okay. Um, because so if, if we can uh, bring bring up here, we have a little gift. Uh, that uh, we're presenting to you, but of course, is something that we're presenting uh, uh, to you on behalf of all Amen. of, all of Larry Huck Ministries and New Beginnings Church for, for your help. You know, we talked about how the fact that we have, I'll explain in a moment what this is, that uh, your help and support and your partnership with us, uh, what it represents and what it means and why it always gives us hope. And, and, and optimism because we're fulfilling Bible prophecy together. We're writing the wrongs of centuries together. So what we brought for you is... I'll explain what this is. Oh, wow. This is the David's harp. Now, what's amazing when you talk about things being flipped on their heads, this is made out of material from rockets. Rockets that were fired against oh, uh, wow. civilian communities in Israel, from oh, wow. Gaza, with the in- intent, of course to indiscriminately uh, target and kill innocent civilians. And what we've done with, with this, uh, this artist, he's fashioned it into a harp and made a I guess you call it a xylophone. And uh, the reason why uh, I think this, this really symbolizes how, and I think it also makes sense that we just celebrated the holiday of Purim, yeah. where we know it's all about turning something on its head. And now we're gonna be celebrating Passover, which is the time of, of redemption. Now, there's an amazing thing about this, besides what everything I just described. If you play the the instrument, tell me if you recognize this tune. Maybe it's the other way, right to left. Of course it has to be right to left, because in Hebrew it's right to left. So let me do that one more time. Hatimah. Cool. It's, Hatima. uh, it's the, uh, Israel's national anthem is called Hatikva, which means hope, and that's what that plays. Oh, so let's wow. see if you can do that, Pastor Larry. Oh, no, right. man.
0: We'll take this card off of there, get it out of the way. I missed it, I missed it. Each one won. Amazing! that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. So this is a a token of thanks to you, but really to all of you for your partnership with Karen Aesod, standing for Israel and what that means and the way that we will take the negative forces in the world and we'll turn it into a positive, just like these rockets that have been turned into this, this instrument that actually plays... The, not only the national anthem of the modern state of Israel, but the the song of hope that's in all of our hearts.
0: We we have a we have a picture uh, uh, in my office. Uh, well, they just repainted, so it's down right now. But you guys sent me, and at Auschwitz, it says in German, "Work will make you free," which is which was a lie. They told the Holocaust, uh, they told the Jews that they're bringing it, bringing it on the work will make you free, and of course, it's a death camp, and. I saw this picture and they found it for me where an Israeli war plane with the star of David is banking and with the star of David flying right over that gate and you talk about reversing the curse and and the blessing of standing with the nation of Israel let me tell you one more story and and because we 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 have work, we still have work to do and we're we're Pledge to, I don't know if I said this here, we said in the back, one of the reasons I love working with Karen Hazo, is every penny we send there goes there. Amen. It doesn't get filtered out. Every penny we send there goes there. And uh, one of the most moving things, and I, I think I've told you this, or we've talked about it wherever I've spoke, and we were at the uh, Jaffa Gate in the old city in Jerusalem. And we'll, we'll, Those of you are going on the trip, you'll, you'll be there many times and we uh every year we buy an ambulance through Mogamda Vida vita dome it's like the red cross and, and not an ambulance accident it's like it's a, a trauma unit it's a emergency room on wheels and uh i was we we're getting ready to come out to film the television and john and scott said pastor somebody one of our partners i think they're hundred and fifty five thousand dollars for one and they said um, we're getting so we're getting out we're going to do raise the funds for it and they said one of our partners sent $150,000, whatever it was to buy an ambulance i said well then this year we buy two and so when we went there they decided to have us present those ambulances at the Jaffa Gate, which was very moving. Our tour was there. And I think we're doing one on this tour, aren't we? We're doing another one on this tour. But as we were there, more and more Jewish people gathered at the gate. And I'm looking at them, and they're weeping. They're crying. And that night, we we went to Josh and Rebecca's house for Shabbat, and I told them, oh, there it is right there. Yeah, there it is right there. And so I told them. I said, you know, I, I can. I'm, I understand the Jewish people being appreciative, that because each one of each one of these units saves ten thousand lives. So there's twenty thousand lives that are saved just by those that you bought. No, I didn't buy. You bought. And I said, I understand being appreciative, but wh- why are they crying? You know, uh, uh, and and it was either Joshua or Rebecca uh said can you imagine that for 2000 years the christians been the enemy and we as jews have felt like we're on our own and now all of a sudden we're not on our own we have friends standing with us as jews and the nation of israel and i thought what a what what, what a great thing that god has called us to do and what an honor it is that he's allowing us to stand with the nation of Israel. And so when you think about German or um, Russian Jews coming in, uh, Ukraine Jews coming in, Ethiopian Jews, and other Jews from other places. Um, we make it simple it's about 650 dollars i think isn't that what it is we say per ticket and you know that includes the absorption without making it complicated and so as we leave today or you're watching um we are pledging just for karen hazel we're pledging as a family to you guys we're pledging uh a minimum of a million dollars to again this year the lord willing and uh, of course we got other projects that we're doing but um so think about that and you know one of the best and worst parts of the trip the tour that we do is going to yad vashem tell them what yad vashem means
1: Yad Vashem, well, it means literally the, uh, the hand and the name. It's from the scriptures, but it's the, the, the National Museum for Remembering the Holocaust. And Rabbi Lau is actually the uh, honorary chairman. And every world leader, and it's been this way for decades, that comes to visit Israel, I mean, they all visit the Yad Vashem. It's part of the, the national visit and understanding you know, it's important to, to know and to understand that uh, the, the the Holocaust uh, didn't happen in order for Israel to, to come into existence. But if we wouldn't, if we would have had an Israel, the Holocaust wouldn't have happened. Right. And so that's why the two are, are so intertwined. And when we say never again and always to remember and not to forget and how that's related to anti-Semitism today, it's such a such an integral and important part. And so that's, that's what Yad Vashem is.
0: Yeah, and one of the parts that, and I, we, we've got to go, but one of the parts that's so moving is, is and, and I always gather everybody, and there's a big statue. I have a picture of it in my office there. There's a big statue of a man, the big black onyx stone, I think it is, statue, big thing, with his hand, arms around the children. And it says, if you save one life, God sees it if you save the whole world. And then we go from there where this man is embracing and I won't get into the story of it, but, but this man is embracing these children and it, it, it cost him his life. It cost him his life and you go right from there to the children's part of the Holocaust Museum and you walk in and there is a million and a half reflections of a candle and as you walk in they're saying the child's name a million and a half babies were murdered during the Holocaust a million and a half a million and a half babies children and as you're walking in it's just this most moving thing and they're saying the child's name in Hebrew and then in English and I remember one on one trip when our grand sugars were four or five years old and we walked in and we heard the name Asher and then we heard a couple of names, then we heard Judah, Yehuda, And I thought, how could you, how could you hate so much that you would do this to a child? And by us standing with Israel, we are vowing to the world and every politician, every politician needs to know this. We will not vote for you if you're not standing with the nation of Israel. Because on our watch, never again. Amen. If you will stand with the nation of Israel, stand to your feet right now and give the Lord a great big clap offering and let the world that's watching all over the world right now that we in Texas, we stand with the nation of Israel.
1: Anything else you want to say in goodbye? I just want to say for Shmulek and myself and Karen Aisot how grateful we are. And you know, the, the story you just told, Pastor Larry, about those Jewish people that were, were crying as you were at the Jaffa's gate it's the same thing with uh, the olim the new immigrants yeah. that we were able to bring to Israel with your tremendous support and generous uh, support and help and friendship when Shmulek and I explain and we've done that many times to these uh, olim when they get off that plane that it wasn't just the Jewish communities around the world but our Christian friends who helped to raise the resources necessary to rescue them, whether it was from Ukraine or bring them from Russia or our uh, Olim that come from Ethiopia. And I, w- I want to just share with you that the the impression that that has, Amen. the tears that that brings to, to yeah. their eyes, the yeah. same way the tears that you, you witnessed. It's the same thing with the Aliyah. And so we thank you so much for all that you've done up until this point to support the Aliyah project, all of the other projects, and we're really grateful for what we know we'll continue to do together. And your your pledge for for 2023 just just warms our heart and gives us that hope, that hope, that hatikla yeah. that we played here. Yeah. Once that's we got awesome. it straight that it's right to left. That's awesome. That th- that's that's the hope and you give us that hope. And so God should should bless all of you, as it says in, in, in Genesis 12, and uh, and and it should be sevenfold, eightfold, and tenfold, the, the bounty of, of the blessings for all of you and all your families and, and good health for Pastor Tiz and for, for everyone in your family and in all your families here and everybody watching. Amen. God bless and thank
0: you. Amen. Give Sam and Schmulick a big hand as we as we get ready to dismiss don't forget our tithes and offerings we 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 don't pass the plates normally here but we let you give in the stock boxes as you go uh but include maybe think about saying i want to partner with saving an ethiopian life a russian life a a jewish life somewhere from around the world and uh it is it is true when we bless israel almighty god will bless us father we thank you for the privilege that you've led us by your spirit all of us who are who are in this room and who are watching by stream and television around the world that you've led us to this great blessing of standing with the nation of israel we thank you for using us in the past use us in even a greater way oh let me before i forget is this sunday is this friday shabbat Hagadul? this this Friday so we're going to be we're going to be having uh, this is called this Friday is called the Great Sabbath and we're going to walk you through the Seder meal and so come and be with us on Friday and then the following Wednesday correct where's Wanderson The, the following Wednesday is the movie the fifth on the fifth we only have a few spots left I've rented a theater to go see the Jesus Revolution. If you want to go, you have to sign up. It's free. I'm paying for it. You have to buy your own juju beads and and jumbo Cokes. Uh, But you have to sign up because we only have a few few spots left. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. And all God's people shouted, give Israel a great big hand one more time. God bless. Amen.